day everyone welcome to sfc podcast on sfc podcast we talk about the trends in financial markets and on today's episode we're bringing to you the topic cryptocurrency mm, interesting right we have our speakers here temitokwe ejide and ayomide jegede and before we move on, I'm Fethiya Rauf, an economic student of the prestigious University of Ibadan. I'm also a junior analyst of SFC. And with me here is my co-host. Hello everyone, my name is Lesson Okora for a 200 level economic student at the University of Ibadan. I'm also a junior analyst at SFC UI. You really aren't ready for what we have for you today okay okay thank you blessing like she said we have a lot for you today so back to what i said earlier we have our speakers here temitokpae today and ayomide jegede they are here to talk about cryptocurrency thank you so much for coming here so ayomide can you please introduce yourself um good morning everyone um my name is ayomide jegede so uh, I'm a recent graduate of economics from the uh, University of Ibadan uh, and I'm presently a global banking analyst, um, analyst at one of the international banks in here in Nigeria. Hi, I am Iti. Thanks for coming. It's nice having you here today. So over to Temitope. Can you tell us about yourself? So hello, everyone. My name is Temitope today. I am a final year student of statistics at the University of Ibadan and I'm currently the chief research officer and head of the asset management division in the Student Finance Club, University of Ibadan. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Temitokwe. Nice having you here. So, Temitokwe, can you please give us a brief background on how cryptocurrency started? Thank you. So essentially, cryptocurrencies are digital currencies, meaning that they don't uh, have a physical form and they depend on cryptographic technology uh, to protect the system in that, for example, Bitcoin BTC uses blockchain technology, which uses hash codes um, that ensure that each, each transaction is unique and validated by a couple of nodes which are computers distributed across the world and this is a system that ensures that there is no that there is uh, no fraud or no duplication uh, unlawful or illegal duplication of the coin etc so those algorithms that back cryptocurrencies serve as the backbone and give it its legitimacy as a currency that can be used and then when we talk about the history, I mean, if we're talking about cryptographic uh, currencies powered by cryptographic technology, it goes as far back as 1983. But of course, in this discourse, we're particularly concerned with decentralized cryptocurrencies, uh, which built, of course, on the work of David Shaw in 1983, starting with eCash, but which became a real thing when Satoshi Nakamoto in 2009 came up with Bitcoin, which came to be the first uh, global decentralized digital currency or cryptocurrency. Thank you so much, David. That was quite insightful. 
so um we're moving on to ayamide ayamide can you like tell us what cryptocurrency means because there are a lot of people that don't know they hear cryptocurrency everywhere but they really don't know what cryptocurrency is so uh, can you help us with the meaning of cryptocurrency uh, so crypto, uh, cryptocurrency is digital currency which transactions are verified and um, record and most times maintained by a decentralized system using cryptographic rather than a decentralized authority. So an example of the cryptographic to be like uh, blockchain where most uh, databases are decentralized and are stored in a network on varieties of computers. Um, so examples of cryptographics could be like Bitcoin, um, Ethereum, we have uh, Cardano and some other uh, decentralized finance and uh, different projects that are just coming up like SaveMoon, SaveBTC and so on and so forth like that. So uh, one, some of the characteristics of Bitcoin for instance which is like the major uh, cryptocurrency is the fact that it's not a country currency but it's a sort of like a global currency that means that it's not uh, um it's not sort of like limited to a particular country or so like that so it's a global currency where everybody can where everybody have access to use it sort of like a medium of exchange and it's also it has a fixed supply in such a way that uh, the limited supply uh sort of make it uh, a bit scarce most of the time which actually drive the price determine the price sometimes most of the time rather and most of it is that the store of value uh, since the time of the pandemic in the last year um, most people have used Bitcoin as a means of storing, as a store of value in order to age against inflation and so on and so forth that's an interesting one ayomi day so back to our listeners remember we told you at the beginning of this episode that we have a lot for you and i'm very sure you are enjoying and benefiting from what our speakers have been saying so far because i am too and i'm very sure blessing can attest to that blessing how is it going there yes Victor. i've been enjoying the ride on this episode it has been really educating and i really can't wait to hear more about what speakers have to say about cryptocurrency i know right so coming to you temitope can you please tell us more about the types of cryptocurrency from what iomedia has stated earlier see and then the market has expanded and evolved uh over time so i mean btc was the first coin but now we have several other types of coins we have ethereum uh, which is also a major coin and which is the largest decentralized computing network in the world and is it basically serves as a backbone for things known as decentralized applications with the goal of providing things like financial services and other other use cases to people across the world who may otherwise not be able to access such services under the traditional systems. And one thing that cryptocurrencies basically have in common is that they're decentralized. So unlike our regular currencies that are controlled by central banks and other financial institutions, cryptos are not controlled by any one body, but instead um, managed and validated by distributed networks, ensuring that um, sort of autonomy and that sort of allowing them to exist outside the system which really is the joy of cryptocurrencies for all cryptocurrency fans so yes we have other kinds of cryptos there are tens of thousands of coins today but the major ones are ethereum uh, polka dots 
Cardano, uh, Bitcoin, uh, and even recently Dogecoin. <laughs> but yes, so I, I think that's a good, that's a run of the crypto market. Thank you, Timothy. So we're moving to IMD. can you kindly walk us through the factors that affect the price of Bitcoin? So um, factors that influence um, the major cryptocurrency like uh, Bitcoin, for instance, now most of the factors that influence is one of the, the factors is the fact that uh, the supply of Bitcoin uh, is fixed. So the supply of the Bitcoin and the market demand for it uh, is one of the major factors that influence Bitcoin, Bitcoin price. The fact that the supply of Bitcoin is fixed. So when is it? When is an increase in demand for Bitcoin? Definitely the price will jack up. So the same thing, the inverse will occur if there's a lower demand for Bitcoin. Um, another thing that influences the Bitcoin price is the cost of producing the Bitcoin through the mining process. Uh, the mining process for obtaining Bitcoin is a bit uh, complex because it involves like uh, a bit of mining and um, solving on uh, complex cryptographic um, mathematical problems. And uh, that that also influences the price of the uh, Bitcoin. Sorry, that also influences Bitcoin price because as the costs of producing a Bitcoin tend to increase, that sort of influences the price as well. Um, another thing that influences the price of Bitcoin could be uh, the number of competing current uh, cryptocurrencies. The um, recent introduction of uh, DeFi, which is decentralized finance, into the market has really. Uh, made the whole market saturated in such a way that uh, there are a lot of like cryptocurrency that people are looking out for that has really uh, shifted like some people's um what's it called um so that has sort of affected some people's portfolio in such a way that they tend to like diversify their portfolio away from bitcoin instead of just investing in bitcoin alone they invest in other cryptocurrencies as well um the exchange in which it is traded on so there are different exchanges in which to trade uh bitcoin so one of them is uh what's it called binance we have the uh what's it called the trust wallet and other stuff like so the different costs that influence uh that also influence bitcoin because when the transaction cost is very high so people tend to like uh people won't be people won't be uh, there won't be much incentive for people to want to say okay they want to buy uh that particular cryptocurrency or that particular exchange so they prefer to use like an exchange where there is low transaction costs like that um yeah that's all oh thank you so much ayomide that's a good one so i'm very sure everyone must have been seeing tweets funny tweets actually about how crypto deep don't drip and i'm sure some of our listeners are lost as to what that means or how that came about and so i want temitokwe to please enlighten us about what that is thank you so the current slump in the crypto markets began on the 12th of May when Elon Musk tweeted that Tesla would no longer be accepting Bitcoin as payment for its vehicles, which was a complete U-turn on its previous release a couple of months earlier that Tesla would be accepting Bitcoin. And even at the time, Tesla as well bought $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin, um, which served as a symbol of institutional support. So when that tweet came out, it 
I, I mean, I believe that the entire world, the entire crypto investing space, took it as uh, as a sign that institutions were losing faith in the cryptocurrency, and so we get to see this sell-off in Bitcoin, which simultaneously started affecting other altcoins like Ethereum, um, Polkadot, all of them basically. It was it was an entire market slump that drilled holes in the portfolios of retail investors across the world. And a couple of days later, while markets were still trying to recover from the first hit, there was a recirculation of a 2017 ban by the Chinese government on financial institutions and fintechs in the country, you know, precluding them from facilitating crypto transactions. And China has strategic importance in the crypto investing space because, uh, for example, I, I think about over 70% of all the crypto, of all the Bitcoin mine in the world is mined in China today, right? And a, a lot of, a lot of the trading and investing activity in the crypto space also comes from China. So that's regulatory push further accelerated the decline in the market that the Elon Musk slash Tesla tweets had already started. And so what I think we're seeing is just a lot of a lot of uh, exiting by institutions, particularly from the market, as they try to gauge the landscape and really evaluate if if um, the crypto space is still attractive or still has the great prospects that I thought it had before. The um, Elon Musk tweets about Tesla not accepting bitcoins again and China's regulatory push really sent the market crashing. Thanks for that. So, moving on to Ayamide once again, I would like to ask the impact of cryptocurrencies on the economy using developing countries as examples. Um, cryptocurrency impact on the economy. So I, I think I would speak more into the developing na- um, nation because that that was way more easier to relate in this context. Uh, so so cryptocurrency uh, provide like significant benefit by overcoming the lack of social trust and by uh, increasing access to financial service. As this can, as they, they can actually be considered as a medium to support the growth process in developing countries by sort of like increasing uh, financial inclusion uh, by providing a better traceability. Uh, the fact, uh, another point is the fact that uh, cryptocurrency has helped like developing nations, I mean like people in developing nations and developed nations as well to edge against risks. Uh, as I mentioned earlier that uh, during COVID-19, uh, the fa- there's been like an, an increase in inflation in most developing countries and as a means to edge against inflation, people have tend to invest in other assets where they can gain more uh, higher return compared to uh, investing in low low risk investments so uh, that's one of the impacts of uh, cryptocurrency although the fact that uh, people edge against inflation using cryptocurrency uh, another advice that I sort of like give people most of the time is the concept of using uh, dollar cost averaging most of the time so it's more or less like dollar cost averaging for instance it's sort of like an investment strategy in which an investor divides up the total amount to be invest, invested uh, into different periodic purchases of a target asset in, in just in an effort to reduce the impact of volatility over, on the overall purchase. So that so the old 
explanation is this like if you have like 500 dollar for instance now so um instead of investing the whole amount you sort of probably invest like a fraction of the whole of the 500 dollar for a particular period and after some time when you feel like you reach your target price then you can also like inject more funds into that particular asset which will sort of like uh sort of reduce the uh impact of let's say if there's a decrease in your portfolio at some point so that's what they call like dollar cost averaging that's just to sort of like prevent you from um great losses like the like for example now the bitcoin prices have dropped like significantly for the past like two weeks right now let's say for instance you have like once you invest like five thousand dollars you can decide to invest let's say you invested like one thousand dollars or $2,500 at first and uh, as a result of the reduction in Bitcoin price you already have like at least you see you must have gained some money at some point let's say you now decide to uh, cash out part of them then reinvest again when the price uh, fell to around $30,000 so now you've sort of like edge against like uh, if uh, sort of like uh, edge against like risk risks that you cannot predict so that, that that would save you from unnecessary how would I put it uh unnecessary unnecessary impact of uh of volatility in the particular asset price. So another thing uh the cryptocurrency has sort of impact the economy is uh the fact that cryptocurrency has sort of served as like a global currency, uh whereby anybody can use it as a medium of exchange. So instead of you trying to change your dollar to let's say Japanese yen to so buy a particular product in Japan in Japan, for instance, now you can just sort of like do the whole transaction in um what's it called? Um one of the cryptocurrency, maybe let's say Bitcoin. So that that way um you sort of like edge against risk, uh some risk, like sort of like currency risk uh, due to the conversion from uh let's say Japan uh, USD to Japan or so or naira to usd so it's way more easier for everybody to know the value because they are everybody know that okay this is the value of bitcoin so it's way more easier for them to transact and the fact although i know uh central bank different central bank and federal reserve have been trying to introduce uh digital currency uh let's see how it goes and i believe that them introducing the digital currency is going to serve as an opportunity to uh improve financial inclusion in some countries including here in nigeria okay that's all okay okay thank you so much ayamide so ayamide gave us different points on the impact of cryptocurrencies Crypto can be used as a medium of exchange. It can be used to edge against inflation and also a regulation in the market. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us. We enjoyed every bit of this episode and I'm sure our listeners also did. So over to you, Blessing. So it's a wrap. Thank you all for listening. Thanks to the speakers, Ayomide, Chekete, and Tinka for HD. Thank you, Faithia, for also co-hosting this episode. I'm going to leave you all with a passing note. Only invest with money you can afford to lose, especially when it comes to cryptocurrency, because the market is very volatile. So until next time, bye. Bye.